0: Hello. Hey <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back everyone. We've been on a little bit of a hiatus.
1: Um, a little bit, yeah. All for good reasons. We were out adventuring, getting real comfortable out there. Yeah. Unlike we're about to get now. Yeah,
0: yeah. Cause today we're talking
1: about imposter syndrome. We've all felt it. We've all been there, mm-hmm. and that's why we should talk about it. Mm-hmm. That was actually one of the suggestions of people who are like, oh, how to overcome it. was like, talk to people about it. You need to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was one that you brought to the table. Was there a specific reason that you wanted to talk about
0: it? We've talked about it before, just in passing, um, just because you and I both feel it, just because mm-hmm. we're content creators and... I mean, that's kind of, if you put to yourself to out comes there, the territory, Exactly. and so I just thought it'd be a really awesome thing to delve into, because a lot of people I think don't know what it is, or don't, can't identify that that's like a real thing, that's something that you can be diagnosed with,
1: like put your finger yeah. on it, and give it a name, yeah. turn on the lights and don't be scared of it,
0: obviously you? we're not talking about the diagnosable version of this today, we're talking about the,
1: the much concept. calmer
0: version yeah. of it just, you know, delving into your life in certain ways.
1: That's interesting. So when I was looking at the reading, a lot of it just kind of talked about um, okay, so what was the the wording? It was like a that it's a collection of feelings, um, but I don't I don't think I saw a lot about like an actual diagnosis. So I would assume that that would be like a more extreme version with like the type yeah. of OCD or perfectionism <laughs> that brings along the need to like yeah. feel qualified to exist. <laughs> the
0: definition I have calls it a psychological pattern. Okay, and so. Um, it's someone who doubts their accomplishments
1: and has a persistent internalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. Yeah, that's yeah. I saw chronic self doubt and intellectual fraudulence. Yeah, which, which like I have awesome. literally I remember the first time I went to a blog block mixer. Shout out blog block. Um, I literally remember walking in the room and being afraid to tell people like to, to tell actually the the founder like um, it was either what I did or what your what almost. my blog handle, I don't yeah. remember what it was, but it was literally something like if I give them an indicator to find me, they're gonna know that I don't belong here. Yeah, and I'm not kidding you up until I left, I was afraid they might kick me out because I wasn't qualified. <laughs> and like, it, what it's funny to look back now because like we try so hard to be so welcoming to people.
0: I wonder how many people at those mixers feel the same way. Because I certainly felt the same thing, I've never externalized that either,
1: but I've seen it in, in their eyes. There's yeah. people, there's people who I have friendships now with with now that i've only initiated those friendships because i saw that look in their eyes and i was like oh i know that feeling i'm gonna go talk to you because like
0: yeah it's like a it's a weird level of wanting to to help
1: them yeah
0: feel better like make them comforted and welcomed
1: well there's something i think particularly uh the brand of imposter syndrome i was going to talk about probably for me lately has been professional mixers and like summits and things because those situations are nerve-wracking but I think in those situations specifically there is nothing to hide your imposter syndrome because if you're standing alone and you can't stop fidgeting or you don't know where to put your eyes and there's no way for you to like turn off your awkwardness it's not just that you're like oh they're gonna find me out you're also being visibly like by yourself having like a down moment maybe a vulnerable not even a down moment just like a you know like a, a a calm moment But that's so vulnerable. Mm -hmm. And I feel like even in those moments, like that's when I see that person and I'm like, all right, you probably feel this way.
0: You need a social hug. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Let's talk. (laughs) So um, just, you know, baseline idea of what this is. It comes with a fear of evaluation. It comes with a fear of not continuing your current success or your past success. It comes with a fear of not being as capable as others. And from my understanding, it's basically... Taking your accomplishments and downplaying them as luck or mm-hmm. not actually attributed to your your intelligence or your effort or anything like that. It's all just, it or just happened. There was that, that wasn't actually me that did that. That yeah. was because I, you know, spent 20 hours in the library studying for it or whatever. It wasn't because I was smart. I was able to create this. Paper, I literally
1: just got goosebumps because I remembered like a huge midterm where I thought I'd gotten the wrong one back because my grade was too good. Oh, and it was gosh. just like, it breaks my heart. And I was like, this can't, no, because I had done really badly on there. It was constitutional law. It was like my most intense oh. undergrad class. And I had done really badly on the first one. And the second one, I studied so hard, but I did that thing where you're just like, you feel like you're beating against like a, like a concrete wall. Yes. Like you're like, well, okay, I'm going to try, but I don't think this is going to do anything. And then I got a name right and I didn't believe it. I literally didn't believe it. So another one that I saw that was one of the like markers of it is if you think to yourself a lot, what was the word, um, there's been a mistake. Like, if you feel like there's been, like, a clerical error, and you're there by mistake, yeah. like, you got accepted. Ex- oh, I'm sure, like, when you got accepted, like, when you transferred, right. or when you graduated, did you get that feeling? Um,
0: maybe after I had finally slept for the first time in, like, three months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: I got it, like, three weeks after graduation. I was yeah. like, oh, they're going to know. And they're going to take back my diploma.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, was, my you know, if, I You know what? I uh, I had the feeling where I was like, okay, there's no way I actually pass this class. Mm-hmm. And my teacher just did this because he, he felt pity for me or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or I asked for a better grade or whatever, whatever. And it was, like, not a matter of I busted my ass all semester. It was... Something slipped oh. under the radar here. I'm just yeah. gonna be quiet about
1: it. Yeah, somebody made a mistake, and I finished school. So I'm gonna yeah. just I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> and then you kind of find out that like uh, run fast, yeah, with paper in hand. <laughs> exactly. Well, reminds me of like when you get really excited that you're like, oh, I guess I got like a that's so s- cool. I got like a freebie. How weird! And then you realize like, oh, it like came with your admission, and everybody has one on their chair, and you're like, oh, I now this is fine. I'm allowed to have this. I mm-hmm. shouldn't feel weird. I don't need to hide it. Mm-hmm. I think that was also too seeing about talking about it is that everyone, I I haven't met a single person that I admire or look up to that hasn't told me like, yeah, of course I feel that way. I feel that way all the time.
0: Yeah. I think um, you can feel that way in almost every aspect of your life too. Uh, Most notably what comes to mind for me is parenting. Mm. Oh yeah. How many times have people wondered, am I doing this right? I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Yeah. Am I breaking my child?
1: Yeah. The guilt of... Yeah. That's a whole other person. I'm I can't and that I must be terrifying, honestly. That's kinda one of my things about becoming a parent is like It's a whole responsibility. It's a whole yeah. other person. I already messed me up. I don't wanna <laughs>
0: Yeah. But, well I mean you could feel it in relationships too, a matter of there must have been a mistake, you your, your mm-hmm. idea you just had. Um you find an amazing partner, you can't believe that they're with you, you don't know why they're with you. You can't see your worth the way they they see your worth, so you're thinking well, I fake them to this point. Maybe if I keep up this facade or whatever, yeah, um, I'd be perfect forever. Then they'll stay with me. But in reality, they love you for who you are.
1: Yeah, which is what makes that funny, like, six-month like, break-in kind of funny when both of you kind of, like, realize that you're a normal human being and yeah. you both have insecurities. You're still and, hang out. Yeah, <laughs> you're totally fine. Yeah. yeah, I think that's always really interesting. Because I think, too, that was one other thing that I saw is that, the feelings override anything else and no feeling of success, even if there's proof of success or there's proof, obviously of your partner caring about you, that nothing really overrides that feeling of like, "Eh, I don't know. I think I got one over on somebody and I'm going to just like, I'll see what happens, I guess. Mm -hmm. And that's, that really is us telling us that us telling ourselves that what we are capable of is not good enough. So it couldn't have been us, Mm -hmm. which is, that's, it's just it's a voice to your insecurity imposter syndrome is an advanced form of insecurity yeah like it's just smarter you mm-hmm. know
0: well when I was reading that um, in women it's predominantly performance
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um, for men it's a it's a fear of not being enough okay so it's it's women it's am I going to live up to what I want is am I gonna you know be equal to the people around me and in men it's gonna be I'm not strong enough I'm not Brave enough I'm not whatever enough yeah I'm
1: not enough which also that just ties in a whole yeah. lot of other like factors of masculinity and like how the page patri- which I think that's something it's really easy to just say the patriarchy like yeah but how the patriarchy affects men I think is something that we don't really talk about a lot and it really does I think um, and especially in those situations it would be really easy for imposter syndrome to sound like ambition or sound like drive when yes. really it's just like you don't ever feel like it's good enough. You're just going to grind and grind and grind.
0: Right. And I wonder how much of that with women is um, the desire or the the feeling and need to be perfect. Yeah. Perfectionism yeah. in a lot of us. Yeah. And I know that's not universal, but I know a lot of women in my life who feel like they need to be perfect all the time. And I definitely grew up with that in my household. And yeah. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, I think, too, there's always that thing of, like, depending on what where you got it from um, or, like, what experience, like, kind of made that your, like, something easy for you to do to, like, rely on perfectionism. I think it really shapes how you react. So, like, if you want to make sure that nobody has any flaw that they can criticize you on, you have to be on all the time, right? right. If you want to just prove that you can, like, do it or prove to yourself that you can do it, then you're just kind of, like, going to drag yourself. Like, for... But I think all of them in different ways... Is just you telling yourself that you're not good enough. Which I think contentedness is not, I I don't think it comes very naturally to humans. I don't think it comes naturally to animals in general, but I think, I mean, humans, we've developed so much socially, but I don't think that we've taught ourselves to, like, be okay with what we've accomplished, especially when somebody next door is like, you know, done a little bit more, done it a little nicer. Well,
0: and you have a society that's always saying, strive for more, be better at this, have this, it'll make you better, have this, it'll make you happier, whatever, there's always more and more and more. More And And you have to wonder, at what point do you either never stop chasing that, or do you realize down the road, screw this, I have everything I need, I don't need this stuff to be complete. Yeah, And you start reevaluating what you define as completeness in your life. Yeah. And you're just it's a like, whole yeah. whole
1: process. Yeah. Which, another thing, too, that defines this for me is, like, is it easier to just stay in our fears like this? Is it easier to stay in your imposter syndrome and kind of just bounce back and forth than it is to address that, like, you are good enough and you are capable? And, like, that comes with its own daunting responsibility. And I think it is sometimes easier to doubt ourselves and, keep it mm-hmm. keep it out day if that makes sense
0: yeah kind of like eating healthy and being healthy and exercising and being fit and looking great that's a big commitment and yeah it's a scary commitment yeah and I'm sure the first few months if not years that you're starting that you probably feel a lot of imposter syndrome you think, yeah I'm not some fitness model whatever bullshit
1: oh dude being anything but like like being anything less than perfect Instagram fitness model in the gym is Honestly, some of the most uncomfortable moments of my life. Just because like I also like when I when I exercise, like because my skin is so sensitive, I turn hella fucking bright red. Mm-hmm. So I am not a gym room cute person ever. No. I look like a monster. I have the little tiny but bo- I have the trunch bowl bun at the <laughs> top of my head. So like when you catch yourself in the mirror and you see this really nice person that you know they're super nice, but their gym outfit matches and their muscle definition is unbelievable, and they're beautiful, and they're perfectly groomed, male or female, dude. Anytime that happens, I'm just like, where the fuck do you buy your workout clothes, dude? Yeah. Where's your Lululemon at? Because yeah. you look great, and maybe if I had those pants, I would feel that yeah. way. Yeah.
0: My immediate thought is, how often do you go to the gym? <laughs> so,
1: yeah, it's like, how mysterious No, many- seriously,
0: like, how much of your free time do you dedicate to the gym? Yeah, Which, that's true. To each their own? Mm-hmm. Because I've done that life. Yeah. It's not my jam. I
1: just can't. I, I, I personally can't, because it's, um, it's, it's a really tedious environment. I love lifting weights. I would def- I'm definitely need to go back to that. But I feel like it's a tedious process for me in the sense that I like doing it outdoors. Like, I like hiking. Yeah. I like doing things like that. But I think that um, that's a really... Even height, like, friends I have who've moved to L.A. And, like, what is that place called? Runyon Canyon? Is that what it is? All my friends who live in L.A. or Southern California... We'll post pictures doing this hike, right? And it's a really intense hike. Sure. It's like in the hills, right? Yeah. Um, but you'll see people in the background, and a lot of my friends too, because a lot of the ones who've made the decision to move there like look the part and like take care of themselves a lot. And like, I love these people, and I'm proud of them for being able to do that so consistently. But everyone on these trails looks like they're on a trail in Hollywood like they're all beautiful Mm -hmm. they're all glowing instead of sweaty like I'm just like man if I were ever on that hill I would be rolling back down in my own I don't know so there's a there's a lot of places where I think you can breed it almost worse yeah if that makes sense
0: well and you have to wonder you know that those people still feel some level of Of imposter syndrome of course they do I I think
1: everybody does you have
0: to wonder if you don't ever feel this way if you don't ever feel a slight tinge of imposter syndrome
1: have you gone into the realm of narcissism? Huh. Well, there is narcissism, but what about the other end where, like, maybe you're just... Maybe you don't pay enough attention to care. There are... And I don't mean that rudely. I just mean there are people who, like, just are enough that in that their end. own bubble yeah. that they don't pay enough attention to what other people think. And, like, obviously they care what their friends and family think, but people who honestly are enough in their own bubble that, like they're not self-aware. Right. Some people are not that self-aware. Probably. No, no, yeah. You know I, I mean?
0: mean I mean more so you think you know everything about lifting, oh, you yeah. have the perfect physique, you have the perfect diet. You just you believe so much in yourself that you have no question or no doubt in your abilities to have this lifestyle, to be in this lifestyle, to emulate this lifestyle in any way.
1: Yeah, I think when you reach an extreme that that Extreme, yeah. I would still say that that might be a projection of a much deeper insecurity. Right. I, I feel like, I don't know, this might just be my own humble opinion, but like, I feel like anybody who thinks they know everything about any subject at all There's is. Nothing. <laughs> they don't, because that's, we, we can't. It's just impossible. Yeah. And I, I think one of the most beautiful things about realizing that is like, you, you never have to stop learning. There's always something for you to learn about. Yeah. That can be scary sometimes, but like, I do think if somebody acted that way, like that confident, I don't know. I think that would be an extension of another type of sure. insecurity.
0: Well, I think this is kind of two sides of one coin, where you have the external: "What do people think of me? Do they see me as a fraud?" And then you have the internal: "I am a fraud. Mm-hmm. I'm fooling everyone." Yeah. So you're looking at both. I that, only have like, it
1: till they find me.
0: Yourself out. and other people's opinions of yourself, and so it's it's kind of a weird. You have to deal with both sides of that
1: coin. And I think that's what makes it really hard. I think it's really hard to have your internal self-critic and then be able to turn around and look outwardly, like look from the outside in back at you and be like, okay, these are my accomplishments on paper. I'm obviously qualified. I'm worthy. But, and other people see you that way. I promise you, there are people that admire you that you think don't even know you exist. Mm-hmm. And I think that there's something um, about not being able to turn that back out, Like, you might be able to try and perceive how other people perceive you, but you're always going to be hearing your own voice. Like, it's just impossible to disconnect from that. It's always going to be subjective. So I feel like you can't get away from your insecurity, which is why I, I feel confident in saying that I don't think anybody doesn't feel imposter. Well, I would probably say that, like, um, our dear leader probably wouldn't admit to ever feeling <laughs> imposter syndrome.
0: I don't know. I'd be willing to bet that he feels it more than most.
1: Well, he feels it. I mean, admit That's- it. That's...
0: Oh, right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling it and admitting it are two different things. But I don't
1: even think he would be, it's not even like, oh, he feels it and he wouldn't say it. I mean, he feels it and in his own volatile his business, way yeah. that he like channels it or projects it into something else. And which honestly makes a lot of sense for how like volatile and like um, just crass he can be. I feel like there's a lot of moments in that type of speech that are you not processing that you might be feeling insecurity or you might be feeling things about yourself that you mm. haven't dealt with, mm. you know? But I mean, like that's, that's a whole other, when I did see that this, it was linked to perfectionism. So one of the types of like imposter syndrome that you can feel is linked to perfectionism. So I feel like whether you're not sure that you're good enough or you want to be so good that you're never like, you're never going to feel like it's good enough. I feel like on every part of the spectrum, yeah, you can be like, yo, I don't belong here. <laughs> when was the last time you felt imposter syndrome
0: um, I mean I feel it pretty much daily just in little bits and pieces of my life mm-hmm. I just do have these moments where it's like okay this person's been at this job longer than me or you know whatever you want to do but the most I felt it like in, to the point where it, it shook me was um, I just went to Burning Man for the sixth year mm-hmm. now and I felt so out of place there which is so bizarre, because for the last seven years, I've been really identifying myself as part of this culture, yeah.
1: part of this society, or whatever. Um, I was a little surprised, because you came back about imposter Syndrome episode right after you came back from there. Right. So,
0: super weird, because uh-huh. typically when I'm out there, I love it. I'm, I feel like I'm home. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone calls it, you, you come home, and yeah. say, welcome home. And this was the first year where I just felt like... I couldn't identify with anyone or anything out there any situation i just felt alone and i felt like an imposter i mean i just felt like i shouldn't be here none of these people have anything in common with me that's really interesting and i i want to i want to say it's because i've been kind of depressed lately and i want to say that's how my depression is manifesting itself Mm -hmm. is feeling like i can't identify with anyone or anything okay which is super weird, and I've never had that happen before, but it's the only thing that makes sense.
1: Okay, I can see that.
0: It's very possible. Or I'm just over that phase of my life where I'm part of that culture. I don't
1: know. So actually, the thing that popped into my head while you were talking is that I think you started going to Burning Man when you were looking for something, mm-hmm. and I've seen you grow a lot in those past, did you say seven years? Oh, seven times? Six, six times. i times. just sip one year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, in that time frame, and I've known you that whole time. I've definitely seen you grow a lot and you've come into yourself a lot and I think become more sure of the things that you care about and I think what if it's not that you uh, don't belong there and what if you just don't need it anymore in the sense that like you got out of it what you needed and like you might have outgrown it and like I, I just think that it seems like a place that, it honestly seems like a magical, like, fantasy land whenever I like, when you see the trailers That's coming the back, you're just like, oh my gosh. So I I can understand that it would be this, like, magical place to go and, you know, uh, metaphorically find yourself. But I think in that time of growth, especially this past year has been, you know, these past couple years have been pretty intense for you. I think maybe there was just something that you're looking for now that isn't there anymore. Mm-hmm.
0: Maybe. I'm but sure you were there. You were the one that I was mean, there, so yeah. you know the feeling. I'm sure there's a lot of factors at play, but it was just such a bizarre space to feel it, mm-hmm. and I didn't think I'd ever feel it out there. Which, yeah. I mean, that's life right? Yeah. You don't expect something yeah. that happens, of course. Yeah. So, yeah. That's
1: when it's going to happen. Um, how about you? <laughs> um, so I've had two uh, like professional networking things <laughs> this week, and they both were really welcoming and really sweet and honestly the one that I went to yesterday was really great about it not being like a like business card swap like you didn't feel super awkward and like try to find someone we all sat around the table and introduced ourselves it was very intimate the first one was like a huge summit and it was amazing to be at but um you know I was there with a group of people that I work with and I already felt out of place because it was literally called a young professional summit. And I, you know, I'm a, I'm a bookkeeper. I'm a notary public. Like I do very official legal things every day, but because I care so much more about my side hustles and my side hustles feel so unformed right now, they feel very scattered. Um, it just felt like I didn't belong there. I felt like anybody who asked me what I did, it felt very, um, it just felt like they were kind of so I do this thing because I do so many different things but I always feel a little funny like describing what I do because I have so many like weird add-ons of like oh yeah but I also do this right. you, know, you get to like oh and feel I feel like a dabbler that's you what feel I feel like, like a, I feel like I can't be taken seriously I feel like um, in I think it's not Made in Manhattan. It's one of those Jennifer Lopez movies where she's like a dog walker or something and she's, or wait is that Jennifer Aniston? Is that Along Came Polly? I think I'm thinking of Along Came Polly. I don't know. It's just like a really flighty person who does a lot of things because they can't pick anything and ever I remember seeing that and just like kind of always feeling that way even though like I just, I have a lot of interests and I I want to work in all of them but I still really care about community and these are the things I'm good at so I'm really trying to find a way and I'm being really stubborn about it. Like I have a Job, I'm good at it, but I'm being really stubborn about the fact that, like, I want to shape all these things into something, and it didn't feel like it fit at this place, right? So, everybody was really nice, but for the first half of the day, it was just kind of almost stressful because I didn't want anybody to ask me what I did because I was just like. I- how do I answer you? I like, do all the things. I do all the things. And, like, I would almost want to pivot, like, okay, tell me what you do first so I can tell you about one of the aspects of my life, yeah. because I probably cover something that you do. So that felt kind of out of place, but some, one thing that I've been trying to do, and I was going to get to this later, but um, I wanted to go over ways to overcome imposter syndrome, but one of the things I do in that situation now and I've started to condition because I feel it so goddamn often that I started to condition myself now or like when I start to feel like oh I don't belong here I'm gonna get found out I like try to have that other part of my you know my internal dialogue kick in and be like oh hey that's a sign that you're feeling insecure you're doing something that feels like a little bigger than you right now mm-hmm. and that's okay yeah you're totally fine tell someone you feel this way yeah and like it does honestly which sounds terrifying it does sound terrifying. It is. It's horrifying. Especially that first time, that first mixer I told you about. I didn't know anybody in the room. Right. So it was different then. Now when I know one person in the room, you can literally joke about it and be like, oh, I'm getting that feeling again.
0: Did you introduce me to block block?
1: Um, I might have. I had read about it earlier that day, and I think we joined the same week. Because okay. I just, like, found it online. Yeah. And I I was really, like, intrigued. I think I joined the day that I read about it. And yeah. I was just like, this is really cool. Because it just... Everything that Caché wrote about the description of it was, it just felt like it, she was like talking to me, and I was mm-hmm. like, this is exactly what I need. It's a community in my city. It's people who are kind of, I don't want to say all over the place because I'm speaking more for me, but a lot of like freelancers, content creators, yes. people who are creatives but don't really have their niche yet. Like, I see Sam painting and he has his conventions and his shows, and like, he's a painter, he's an artist, he knows what he's doing. And I, I have a lot of admiration for that. Yeah but writing is, no, and writing is, like, visual has a place, and visual is, you know where it's going to be, like, it is there to please people, it is there to draw people, it is, it's going to probably be, like, the first thing, right? Writing can be at any level, it can be, like, the back page, it can be, like, the inside flap of your book, it can be the actual book, it can be your newspapers, like, you can literally write in any job in any capacity, so it only makes it harder to, like, pick a lane. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm constantly just like, pick a lane, girl. Like, yeah. just pick a lane. So I feel like uh, those those places are kind of tough for me, but I'm really starting to lean into it and mm-hmm. try to remind myself that, like, discomfort is good. When you're uncomfortable, you're doing the right thing. Well, unless, hey it's, unless it's... Oh, hey, didn't even, didn't even mean that. Unless it's, like, unsafe, and then just, like, call us, because that's... Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um you have other ways to overcome it
0: um i didn't so much get into that
1: mm-hmm. what did you get into
0: probably because i'm not very good at it. <laughs> um i got into the types of imposter syndrome oh let's talk about those okay so there's five types i'm sure there's much more than that but mm-hmm. five general types one being the perfectionist which we talked about mm-hmm. um of that is success is rarely satisfying because they believe they could have always done better. Mm-hmm. Which, which, like, yeah, is such there's... a toxic way of
1: thinking. It, it's true. <laughs> it's sure, true, but like, but you're it's not, not rational yeah. or realistic. No, you're not omniscient. You're not going to yeah. create. And the thing is, is even if you created the perfect event or project or success in that perfection, if you have that imperfect human brain, you're still going to be able to go, yeah, but still. Yeah, you know what I mean. So so I don't expect everything.
0: Exactly. And I think that once you can see the flaws and see them as part of the whole, part of the process, part of the importance of it, and see the beauty in the flaws. I mean, wow, that's really cliche. But anyway, <laughs> anyway.
1: <laughs> the next one is
0: the superwoman or superman. Yeah. Where they overload themselves with extra work in order to quote unquote measure up to others.
1: This sounds like the major like insecurity one. It's like, yeah. like a competitive insecurity almost. Yeah. Because uh, I feel like the first one is more about yourself and competing with yourself. And this one is like, everybody's doing better than me.
0: Yeah, do more, do more, do more. Uh-huh. And you just get burnt out and crash and burn.
1: Yeah, I think what I wrote down for that one is was literally avoid burnout. Um, yeah, it literally says avoid burnout by remembering to celebrate achievements, even when you secretly feel you could have done better. Yeah. Because like... Yeah, we all could have, Yeah, though. what do you do about it?
0: Um, the next one is the natural genius. What? Uh, who bases their competence on ease and speed rather than their efforts, i.e. if they take a long time to master something, they feel shame. So they have to get things right the first time and they have to get it right quickly.
1: Oh, I really relate to this one. I'm not trying to call myself a genius, but um, one of the... You,
0: know, you want to pick up things quickly and with ease.
1: So did you read about the labels about when they are like, oh, where does imposter syndrome come from? Mm -mm. Okay, so I saw this thing that was talking about like where we think we might get it originally as like, you know, if we if we are capable of it as adults, where did we get the psychology for it? And one of the things that they like one of the things that research has looked into is that it might be from getting those like labels when you were a kid, like, you know, if you had siblings, and you were like, Oh, you're the creative one, you're the you're the smart one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're like getting those labels from your friends, from your parents, from your community, from your teachers kind of tells you what you're perceived as and what you're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And I was always told, like, oh, I was the smart one. I was like, that's what I was going to do. And I, I tested really well. So I feel like there's a lot for me now that I won't even try if I feel like I won't do well at it because I'm supposed to do well at things. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Which one? Okay, keep going because I want to know which one you relate to.
0: Um, the soloist, asking for help reveals uh, phoniness
1: oh, Maybe i that one too.
0: <laughs> and then the expert, they measure their competence
1: based on What or how
0: much they know, um, they'll never know enough.
1: Okay. That's an interesting one. I had not even... The other ones I feel familiarity with, but that last one's really interesting. Yeah. Because that that one also sounds like it's like a self-competitive thing.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a being the Mm know-it-all. You know, being the one who can be the best at trivia, who can know the most about the subject, know the most about this,
1: I don't know, whatever sport... I would be, honestly, I think we should, uh, I'm going to wait until we post this and then give it some time, but I want to post a poll to see, like, if if this is as widespread as we think, because I feel like this covers almost every gamut of insecurity or personality type, and if yeah. these aren't linked to certain, because, I mean, I'm, as somebody's, like, I diagnosed and treated for anxiety, I feel like a lot of these can be connected to my anxiety. Yeah. But I wonder if I, this is just something people...
0: Well, is it the chicken or the egg? You know? Yo, Which mm, comes first? That's true. Or are they one and the same, you know? Or do they feed off I don't know. Yeah. It's very complicated. So um I, I definitely identify with the perfectionist and the soloist. I'm so bad about asking for help. Those actually
1: make the most sense. And because I don't
0: ask for help, it's because I want things done perfectly and I want things done right. Yeah. You know? And so I think that asking for people for help not only shows weakness, but also they'll do it wrong. Yes. Yeah, like Which why are you like, even bother? I'm a True, tried and true type A control freak. I will admit that. Now. Yeah,
1: but you also get shit done. So, yeah, yeah, but it's but tough. also
0: like, I also think. I mean, I'm trying to think of how to tie that into feeling like an imposter. I don't know if they see that I need help. They'll not think that I'm who I thought I was.
1: So know? when you're at the blog walk events, do you feel that, or did you feel that at first?
0: Yeah, you know why? Is because I don't consistently post in my blog, <laughs> and so I know you laugh, but it's true. When I showed up there, I was repping my blog. Yeah. And so it was like, well, fuck, I haven't posted in, like, six months because I've been doing it when I've traveled more than I do it when I bake. Yeah. And like, I feel like such a fraud because they're going to go on there and say, like, you haven't posted in
1: six months. What are you doing? I'm pretty sure the last time I posted, like, an actual post on my blog was six months ago. Yeah. Because I don't...
0: It, it's hard for me to wrap my head around the people who can post weekly, or even daily. Yeah. Like, what else do you do with your time other than come up with content and post it Yeah, and take photos and make it look awesome? And those
1: are hard. You're a badass. That's the thing, too, is I think once you see behind the curtain and you realize what it takes to get that post to look like that, you realize, like, what kind of wizardry are you doing in your home? How
0: much Admiral do you have?
1: (laughs) And, like, how much do you snort at a time? Because, like, (laughs) I need to know my doses. I can't
0: do that. I cannot make that much content.
1: Mm, I, I cannot
0: be that witty and that clever all the time. That amount it's of exhausting. coffee would
1: give me a heart attack. You
0: would have ulcers. For sure. the, the inside of your stomach would cease to exist. But then it
1: makes me look at all of our friends that we've met through that group who are very consistent, loyal, blah, who literally like, will not be on stories for, like, a day and will apologize because they know their consistency is off. Because, like, what they're, like, the reason they're there and the reason that we, the reason that we rely on these people as one of the things I learned about in my uh, my master's program was, um, like, waymakers. People who on the internet, they kind of, not on the internet, but just in society in general, it's why we have famous people. It's why we put people mm-hmm. up on pedestals um they give uh, imagine if we were all just a sea of people and we all communicated and there was social media and there was that but the concept of viral didn't exist because the individual didn't really matter we were all just a group none of us would ever know where to find information it would just be one even level of information imagine trying to just like think of something that you wanted to think of when was like when was the last time you just like created a meme in your head and is it because you maybe saw a meme before that Like, we create waymakers and people above us and below us so that we have ways to transmit information. We're literally making pathways. And I think it's really interesting to think that, like, those people are, they're there creating that content and they're there for you to find. But at the same time, like, you admiring them in that way is probably not going to be seen by them because it doesn't matter what level of success you have. Like, even if you're posting every single day, you probably feel some level of, like, Oh, I didn't do this. Oh, I didn't do this. I gotta. Oh, wait, I didn't do this. People are gonna know. People are gonna know. I don't post all the time, and that's like I've I've seen the people that I admire most have those same insecurities that I have, and I think that's kind of been like a really grounding way to realize like, oh, we're all we're all in it together.
0: So, do you think that because the demand for their presence online or their demand to consistently create content or whatever makes their imposter syndrome
1: more prevalent? I think for them it translates into, like, a cousin. I don't know if it's still imposter syndrome. I think it just becomes you being hard on yourself because you, like, create a standard. Like, before I... I would say, like, two years ago before I did these podcasts, I would think of recording a podcast and literally say to myself, like, who do I think I am? Nobody's going to listen to that. Like, I don't... Raising
0: my hand over here. Yeah.
1: Because you think to yourself, like, who... Like, who am I to do that? Who are you the fuck not to? Yeah. Like, who is anybody else to do... (laughs) (laughs) who is anybody else to do the things that you care about and not you? You know, it's like, I, it's been really, really humbling for me to remember that like anything that you have loved or seen and admired was made by another person. And I've, I've said this before. Obviously I'm not talking about like animals or storms or whatever. I'm talking about (laughs) things that we can create buildings, bridges, uh, medical cures. Those were all people. Those were all people who came out of another person yeah. just like you did. Well, I mean, sometimes, you know, the tube, whatever. But like the concept being, we were all people. We, were, we all have the same capabilities. Mm-hmm. There is, obviously there's variances in our intelligences and our talents. But like sure. once you find what you're good at or what you want to be good at, there's either the person who's naturally good at it or there's the person who works really, really hard to be good at it. Yeah. Maybe I, as Somebody who relates to the what was it the natural genius or whatever mm-hmm. the type of like easy going nature that I've had with like certain types of success really gears me towards only those types of success. Whereas these other people that I admire, the reason that they can post so consistently is because they grind and grind mm-hmm. and grind and they're they're used to it because that's how they get things done. Right. And I'm just used to being told like, oh yeah, great job, cool, it's done, and kind of just like waving it off. It really, really was a huge detriment to me in studying because I never. Learned to study appropriately because I was never like challenged throughout high school, right. and then I got to college and was like, "Yeah, of course." Super I don't have
0: to go to class. Great, I'm not going
1: to. Super easy. Oh yeah. no, attendance. Yeah, got this in the bag. Yeah, yeah. that's a it's a real great wake up call that first semester. Ooh, I fucked up that first year in college. Oh, me too. Junior college. Yeah, yeah. me too. I right.
0: never showed up to class. Yeah. I was out on my own for the first time so I got to sleep in and eat crappy food and watch TV and hang out with my boyfriend so yeah. I did all of that yeah, exactly. and did not go to class yeah. clunked out
1: honestly looking back now realizing like what 18 actually is it makes me feel really silly that we give those people adulthood because <laughs> 18 like, well, 18- such a tender time to It's like, so silly
0: that you're supposed to expect to choose your career at that point. Like, are yeah. you freaking nuts?
1: Yeah, it's a it's a disservice.
0: I could barely choose a pair of shoes I wanted to buy. You want me to choose what I'm gonna do with rest
1: of my life? And then look back on the shoes that you picked. Oh god, I just honestly blew my own mind because <laughs> if I were to wear a pair of shoes that I picked like 12 years ago when I fucking picked my majors those fucking shoes it's the same reason that i spent this much time and money and energy getting a journalism degree and then literally yesterday at that mixer said to that room full of women yeah i love journalism definitely don't want to work in news and i kind of <laughs> realized like i love media i love yeah. communications spent a long time figuring out that like you're just you're just not doing what you're doing so like looking back at like 18
0: i really want to walk into my 18 year old closet and
1: look at the clothing I have. Yeah, i want to see those shoes, girl. <laughs> yeah,
0: no, I like want to see the clothes I actually wore on a day to day basis. Yeah, that'd be
1: hilarious. Little... Well, actually, I don't, know. I
0: don't know. It might not be
1: too bad. No, it'd be pretty. I my mom's uh, left my closet pretty intact, and it's from when I was about 22, so it's not bad. All oh, the it's... clothes are still there. Um, the closet. Yeah, I mean, some of them. She's recently gone through and cleared out more space, but like for a long time she left them because she's like, "Yeah, there's dresses in there. You know, if you wanted them, That's like, wow." God. Come on. That dress, you do it the same size? A dress is made of denim. I don't know. I don't know <laughs> it's not like cute <laughs> denim. It's just weird looking. It's... It's
0: like 90s denim. Yeah. Like with the jewel.
1: The yeah. Colors. It's like actually a Hawaiian print trim on the end. <laughs> oh. So Some puka shells. Yeah. In. <laughs> Stitched into the pockets. Love it. Uh, not really, but I wish. Um, I would say that it definitely, the biggest thing, for, I really want to know if you, feel like you have a way around it. Because I think the biggest thing that's helped me is talking to other people about it and just being like, hey, I don't feel like I belong here. Oh, and once I got called the fuck out because I shot myself in the foot um, just by not believing enough in myself. But I want to know if you have anything that you do to get over it when you feel it. Or are you aware of it in the moment? Or do you only...
0: You know, lately, because I've been in this weird mood, uh, mental state, I've been just bolting. Honestly, I just leave the area. Okay. It's the weirdest reaction. I'm not that way. I've never been that way, but that's been my reaction to things. <laughs> and not, just, like, get yeah. up and run out of the room, but, like, make an excuse and leave.
1: Wait, is that why you left Feather?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Did you not know want was, to ask those questions?
0: I, I also felt didn't crappy, feel well. Yeah. But I just, like, w- I was not in a space to, like, engage that intimately with people. Okay. So uh, we're talking about the last uh, mixer that Dana and I attended with VlogBlock. Um, it was, like, you sat at a, a table of four to six people, and yeah. you talked to the people across from you. Yeah, and there was, like, questions in the, the middle of the table. Yeah, there's like, prompts in the middle of the table. And I saw that, and I panicked. Okay. And I already felt really crappy, and it was really hot out. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and your check-in desk was, like, in the sun, too. So you probably just like, Yeah.
0: I'm... I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. I was not ready for that. Yeah. And I just did not feel like I belonged there. Like okay. Like, I just had, everyone that was coming and looked so fabulous, and, like, my hair oh. was greasy, and I was breaking out,
1: meh. You just didn't feel it. I you wanted was, to go home to get my to, like, it, and not do anything that you wanted. And get comfort from it. Yeah. Which is exactly what they're made for. They're amazing. So that's one of my is I've been
0: not engaging and not immersing with people, and it's probably contributing more to my depression. I was going to so, say,
1: that, is that just about to ask if that's been working for you? No. Okay. It's not at all.
0: Yeah. But you it's should... really hard to break that cycle, too, because yeah. you find this moment of comfort, and you find this safe space and this haven, And every time you run from it, you escape all that crap that you know you should just deal with. But But sometimes
1: it's easier not to. Yeah. Some days we're too tired. And I think, honestly, if you know that it's sitting there and it's waiting to be dealt with, that's still good enough. I'm really, like, one thing I really want to try and get good at, like, maybe in this next year, I know it's not New Year resolution time, but, like, to not be so hard on yourself and, like, really kind of, like, meet yourself where you're at because who else is going to be here for you? And there's really no point in running yourself into the ground. It reminds me of like when I'm like in the fast lane, kind of speeding and trying to get around the person. And then I remember that the only place I have to be is home safely that night. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I don't need to be doing that. And I think sometimes we get so on our own cases because we forget to ask ourselves like, okay, why do I care about this? Why am I so invested in this? Why does this matter to me? And if it's to get your life to a better place or to be a happier person, recheck in with yourself because if you're just like making yourself miserable trying to get to these places like is that what you want because I was honestly that's how I felt about like journalism for a long time so like is and I do I really love it and I do want to do it but I think for me it was kind of just like realizing that I did not have the capacity to call up grieving families or people who had just been in some type of catastrophe and talk to them about their shit I just don't have that capacity because I can't not go to the other side of it. So I just had to you really have to find a way to meet yourself where you are and talk to yourself about what you need. I know I love media. That was not what I was gonna find and I wasn't gonna find it that way. So continuing to push myself that way because I thought that was like the only way that I could do it was only doing me a disservice. Right. So I don't I don't think that you should like make yourself deal with it if you're not ready, if you're still tired. But also like don't forget that it's no, there. Yeah. Don't don't let it be your normal. There's you know I mean? a really fine
0: line between allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling and work through it and allowing yourself to stay in the summit and get deeper and deeper into it. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. There needs to be an expiration date to it for sure. But yeah, I know it's it's really weird. I've just been that's been my coping mechanism lately, it's like, is like exit this situation. Get out of this conversation, leave this area, don't be here, be home by yourself. Okay. Which is like I mean, to a degree, that's a really healthy place to be because being alone is very important.
1: Mm -hmm. But... I commend you, by the way, because I'm not good at that. And I think that's a really important trait to be See, I'm too
0: good at it now.
1: Yeah. That might be why you're resorting to it.
0: Yeah. Well, I I know that no one there is going to judge me or hurt me or upset me or whatever. Yeah. But also, like, no one at my home is going to make me feel happy or make me laugh or whatever.
1: Or, like, validate that the things that you are doing are good enough and are big enough. Yeah. Yeah, for sure.
0: So... Do you, this is kind of off topic, but it ties into imposter syndrome. Are you good at taking compliments?
1: Uh, I've, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have, like... Sorry, let me catch you on No, no, me. no, you didn't. I'm just laughing at myself because I've, I've gone <laughs> You're from being finished. kind of shitty about it to now I'm, like, I'm fucking obnoxious about it. Okay. Like, if you compliment me, I'm going to go on to not only hype myself, but tell you everything that you should need to know about what you complimented. Like if it's my lashes or if it's my hair, I'm going to tell you what I used and how often I use it Mm -hmm. and why. If it's my clothes, I'm going to tell you where I got them, how much they were on sale for, and how inclusive their sizing was because that's what I fucking want to talk about. But that is also a form of deflection. The best way to fucking take a compliment is to say, I know, thank you. Did you know that it's better to fucking say I know? Obviously I know is like, that's like next level confidence. Saying thank you Is so fucking hard (laughs) when all you have to do when somebody laugh
0: like, oh, thanks.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's great, right? (laughs) Yeah, or like they make a joke about it, or um,
0: or like immediately compliment back, like completely not even talk about the compliment you just don't even 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 acknowledge
1: it. Actually, what's really interesting about that is in Arabic, (laughs) so we there's all these like sayings and isms, and like there's the they're I don't they're colloquialisms, I guess, it's just like ways that you talk to each other. It's like somebody says something, there's a response for it, sure. So when somebody gives you a compliment in Arabic, you usually say, like, if I said, like, um, your shirt is a beautiful color, like, what somebody would say there would be, like, Thank you. Your eyes are the beautiful color or, like, whatever. And it's always your eyes. It's always because, like, we have a very, like, fixated culture on eyes. It's because we we all have such gorgeous eyes. Um, (laughs) Talk about not being a compliment. Um, So everything goes back to that. And then another thing that you do is when somebody compliments an item or a a dish or, like, something in your house, you say madame, which in Arabic means it's presented to you, which means, like, you are welcome to have it. So you it's 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 I feel like both of those are still deflection. It's so weird because I do that. I will give it to you or I will tell you that yours is prettier. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like all yeah, yeah. of those are forms of not I, saying I
0: totally, I totally thank I you. I can do that. Yeah. Like, oh I like your pen. You want
1: it? Yeah. You can have it. I have three okay. out of it at home. It's you, a pen. Yeah, you yeah. can have it. But yeah, I do that to Wow, weird. But I your eyes a- are a beautiful color. Look I don't know. shit see, I was literally, I wasn't even trying to prompt you, dude. I was genuinely what? telling you that. Oh my gosh, you're so uncomfortable right now. Are you um, blushing?
0: Yeah, I always blush. Thank you. That's so fun. <laughs>
1: oh my gosh. Um, okay,
0: so I wonder if, like, the ability to accept a compliment and not get worried about it, like me right now. Oh my gosh, has Katie, to do with the type of of imposter syndrome that you have,
1: huh? Well, I think, I don't know, because I still think they all are rooted in insecurity. But I don't know if that matters. Okay, so one question I wanted to ask you, which might help us find this answer, is in that situation that I asked you about, which um, you mentioned the blog work mixer, um, when you last felt imposter syndrome, what in that situation do you think would have made you feel secure or valid? Like, what about what you would have been doing would have taken that away for you? Or would have there always been something?
0: I think it's it's definitely hard to engage with strangers mm. on subjects that I don't feel like I'm particularly knowledgeable about. Okay. Or, like, people kind of have strange reactions to our podcast, okay. which is what I would be repping, I'd be talking about the podcast. Yeah. And so people either get really excited about it and yeah. lean into the conversation and want more, or they're
1: kind of like, eh, okay. Bye. I haven't had that reaction yet. Really? Well, Ooh. maybe because I
0: talk about things like, oh, we talk about periods and body hair like, okay.
1: cool, love it, <laughs> yeah, fantastic, no, I lead with the hard hitters, I'm always like, I, I usually say abortion and um, rebounds are my two favorites, mm-hmm. not the, my favorite episodes, but I just want people to know that that exists, because I'm like, eh, we went there, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, you know, I forgot about that one, yeah. yeah, that <laughs> one's a favorite, <laughs> oh, <Lord.
0: laughs> but yeah, uh, I don't know, it's just, I have to have a certain level of energy to want to engage with the public, I shouldn't say the public, with
1: with strangers that way. Okay. And so you think it was more you, emotional and mental, and not an yeah. accomplishment that would make you feel better?
0: No, I think it's just my state of mind lately. Yeah. It's just, I don't have the emotional strength to be peppy and on it and, you know, And I will say, honestly, happy. do you
1: think maybe we are more susceptible to imposter syndrome when we're in these states? Because...
0: I definitely think the further you get into being a uh, a speaker for other people or being that that point of contact, the point of reference, the more likely you are to feel something like this. Mm-hmm. The more likely you are to feel anxiety about your position, anxiety about your power, or any sort of level of fear or un, un, you know discomfort being where you're at.
1: Well, there's standards then. Yeah. There's expectations. Yeah, and yeah.
0: and you're being more vulnerable the more you show and the more present you are. Yeah.
1: Because Absolutely. you're are
0: having a right wider reach of people, you're getting con- you know you're you're touching more people than you actually know in your life, mm-hmm. and so there's way more people out there that don't actually know you. They don't actually know who you are at your core. They know who you are on social media, yeah. and so there's way more room for judgment. Yeah, and people people on social media can be vicious and toxic and terrible yeah a lot
1: a lot of the yeah. time especially yeah. with
0: the highest up people like yeah on pink's page Ooh. and her comments are fucking terrible yeah. so many people judging her parenting yeah have no place to say that but you go to these people who are very very high up in society yeah and they've got some of the worst comments and maybe that's just me projecting because i'm afraid of being in that kind of spotlight. I have no desire to be in that kind of spotlight or to have any of that kind of quote-unquote power. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do think that there's a certain level of uh, putting yourself in the the line of fire for, for being feeling this way or having these evaluations or having this
1: negativity to it. Well, we see this with viral posts all the time. Like, if you see somebody go viral on Facebook and they're just, like, literally, like a... They're just, like, a funny mom who had something happen and something they posted about their kid or whatever, like, goes viral, it's... You can watch it happen. It's, like, live action. The first few hours, it's all good and fun. It's, like, your friends and family and then, like, people who kind of know you being like, oh, wow, I can't believe this is is kind of going viral. And then... 36 hours later is the news story of, like, how they're, like, now an anti-bullying advocate because somebody did some shit, and it becomes, like, it's, the crowd so quickly turns, and then if it's, if it's honestly bad enough, they'll, like, they'll dox you, and people will just be horrible, like, there is so much vulnerability with even exposing yourself or putting yourself out there, so I think especially in a situation where we are going out of our way to create content and put it in front of people's faces, that that's like a, exactly the type of vulnerability that would make imposter syndrome the worst because yeah. you're, you're, you're kind of, I don't want to say you're asking for it, but you are literally saying, here is the stuff that I care about. Here is everything I think. Yeah. Have it. And yeah. there's literally a comment section. There's literally stars yeah. you can give me and a review for you if you'd like. Yeah, You for, can react to this. Yeah. that been navel gazing? avoid avoid
0: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's really interesting that now whenever i'm you know going down a rabbit hole on facebook mm-hmm. which great new feature that you click on a video and there's other videos
1: yeah i love that ooh. but you ever trying to swipe out of that and realize how many
0: you watched yeah oh it's bad <laughs> but i you know i'll want to read comments just to just see what people have to react and i mm-hmm. always brace myself before i approach the comments and it's such a sad thing. Yeah. That that's what it's become. It used to be YouTube was like that. Yeah. Now you can kind of block and filter out bad comments on YouTube.
1: Did you do you remember when we very briefly tried to turn all of the like like the voice of the world basically on Twitter into an AI bot and it lasted maybe a couple hours because that bitch was racist and rude and she she was terrible and it was because like the people the things people say online are not the best of us. It's not it's no. not who we show up when it's we're like because there. Because
0: you're behind a veil yeah. of
1: secrecy mm-hmm. and safety. Which is another reason that you have that confidence, which again I'm not to beat this over the head, but like it's the complete opposite of this. Being so exposed makes you feel super insecure because you you are presenting yourself at your rawest and you don't know if it's good enough. Whereas like what's happening on the internet is one person presenting themselves at their rawest. And being asked to be judged and critiqued for it. Mm -hmm. And then the other person using that veil to project their own shit on people because it feels safe. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of really weird layers to being a person. It's really interesting. And very uncomfortable. Society
0: sucks. (laughs) I do have a question. Do you think that this is a learned behavior? Like do you think that this is something that manifests itself in childhood, or do you see it in other people and you learn it that way? Or do you think that this is something that just comes to you in the scope of being human? So
1: I really liked what that thing said about um, the research showing that s- some researchers thinking that part of it has to do with those labels that we, re- we receive as kids. But I think I you know, I say that possibly, but I didn't really ever like get designated with an identity as a kid. We were all allowed yeah. to be whatever. I do think that it, it comes from internalized insecurities about our specific abilities, but I don't think anybody is immune to this. I don't think there's a single person who's ever tried anything mm-hmm. who wouldn't, on some level, feel this. Um, that story that I was going to tell you, I just remember just like I always do this. I like allude to a funny story, and like, well, it's not even funny, but I, just, I never tell it. But I was at a mixer like this, but it was specifically for journalists. It was like after, it was like right after I graduated with my undergrads. This was years ago. And I had a friend who had just come back. She was, like, working abroad for six months, and I hadn't seen her. And she just was, like, freelancing as she traveled through Europe, like, living the dream. And, like, she came back, and we went to this mixer together, and I hadn't seen her in a long time. And she was introducing me to this woman who, like, I don't remember where she worked. I think we're still, like, friends on LinkedIn. I don't know. She who knows? Maybe, maybe you're listening. Um, I. She comes up to introduce me because we work. Like, she worked at a place that I would like to work at, and, you know, they're, they're, they they're were trying to expand, and then I might need writers or whatever. So she's trying to basically, like, pitch me, right? Because she's not staying in Sacramento. Mm-hmm. And she's really trying to, like, talk me up. So as this, she brings her over, and as she's coming over, she, like, tells her, like, oh, your friend has told me so much about your blog. Like, it sounds like you're, you know, she talks about, like, the things that I've said about travel and, like, all of these things. And literally my first response in my panic was, like, oh, oh, yeah, no, 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 it's not, it's not that great, it's not anything, it's just, like, it's, it's, no, it's nothing, and she was just, like, oh, you shouldn't sell yourself short like that, like, you know, Kayla sounded really excited about it, and then still gave me her business card, and I realized in that moment that I had, like, just literally, like, minimized your ability, I had destroyed an opportunity, like, in seconds, she had, like, Spent the time walking over, like really, like setting this up for me and like being a good friend. Mm-hmm. And in my own, like, oh no, 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 I don't want you to, I don't want you to have high expectations because I'm gonna disappoint you. Like, that's what the fuck, damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that was a weird moment because especially she was really nice about it. But then after she walked away, even my friend looked at me like, "Girl, are you serious?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Yeah, that's, yeah." And that's one moment. That's, it was a learning moment. Like I it. When I feel imposter syndrome now, part of that look that I look for on other people's faces is that you need to fight it off. And even if you feel it, you need to fake it. Because you cannot be the one underselling yourself. You're the only one selling yourself. If you're underselling yourself, you're not, what is it? Yeah. Yeah. The squeaky wheel gets, gets the oil. Like, you need to be able to ask. You need to be able to advocate for yourself. You need to be able to say, I am capable of this. I am confident that I'm capable of this. Especially if
0: you're in this scope of being a bit of an entrepreneur or being this creator. Mm -hmm. You need to be the one who speaks up. Because if you're waiting for other people to speak up for you...
1: Go back to getting a job for somebody else. Yeah, that's that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen.
0: Or it's going to take years and years and years of you putting out content and being insecure and not speaking up for yourself before maybe, maybe... If you're lucky, it it catches traction.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Even now, I still catch myself doing that thing of, like, just putting things into the ether and expecting people to find them. Why would I not promote myself? If I created it, why would I not be able to say, like, you know, I published it. I must be proud enough of it that I want people to see it. So why would I not promote it?
0: Do you still feel kind of weird um, boasting? Well, not boasting. I I shouldn't say that. Talking about your accomplishments.
1: To people. Yeah. People friends and family. Um I got applauded yesterday because we were introducing ourselves um, and everybody was doing it because obviously anytime somebody had something really cool to say everybody I was applauding. I hate when
0: people clap at me. Uh,
1: I don't hate it. I just didn't. I never know how to deal with this particularly. Oh. People get very very excited about when I say like oh I just finished my masters. Super fucking cool. Legitimate. I earned it. I. You should be excited. Should be I'm very excited. Guy. There is not a single time that that has happened that I haven't been oh, I can't tell them what it's in or, like, what I did or, like, what the fact that I don't work in it now because, like, they're going to know, like, oh, it doesn't matter. Bitch, I was there for all those hours. <laughs> I saw how much you cried over that fucking laptop. Like, yeah. you earned it. It's, it's yours. And I think it's, it's even me telling myself that. Like, literally every time I catch myself having that imposter feeling and I'm telling myself this is – not valid. Everybody feels this way. It is very natural for you to feel this way. This you deserve to be here. This wasn't luck. Yeah. There's okay. still the other part of me that's like,
0: eh, get out.
1: Like, yeah. go. Just go put on your pajamas. Like, it was, it's a, it's
0: a, there was a mistake. There was,
1: I, I don't, they gave you a ticket. It was just, they felt bad for you. Yeah. And that's another thing, too, is like the There's other extreme. Yeah. Like, oh Oh, that's nice for you. Okay. okay. <laughs> Bless your heart. And it's not a bless your heart. And it's really this, like, room full of people wanting to empower you, and you're the only one. That's the thing, too. Like, kind of put it in perspective of yourself. Are you really going to be the person in this crowded-ass room that's going to have the lowest opinion of yourself? Oh. (laughs) Good point. I think I just hurt my own feelings. (laughs) (sighs) Oh,
0: shit. Yeah, that hurt hurt. a little bit. (laughs) That hurt
1: a little bit. God damn it. Fuck. Now I'm uncomfortable. To to All right, well, let's end All right. Honestly, I think I'm done. <laughs> we're. On that note. On that note, I hope you feel great about yourself. But you should feel great about yourself. And if you don't, it's very natural. And don't listen to it.
0: You're great. You're great. Everything's great. It's fine. We're
1: fine. Everything's okay. fine. I mean, you don't see me. <laughs> Are you still thinking about what I just said? Because it's still hurting my feelings a little bit. Oh, Lord. But should I do... we
0: end on that? I don't know if we should end on that.
1: I don't think we should. I think we should end with, like, a happier moment for sure. Why don't you tell me about something that does make you feel valid? What is something that you are... you want to tell me about, like, a secret accomplishment that you might feel isn't enough to brag about but that's, like, a big deal to you and that, like, really makes you happy? Yes. Okay.
0: So I've been working at my job for seven months now. Mm -hmm. And um, my department has a training manager. Mm -hmm. But that's it. That's the only person that trains anyone in Mm -hmm. the department. And tomorrow, I've been developing a training pitch for, like, four months now. Tomorrow, I'm pitching it to my boss and my training manager.
1: Oh, my God. And
0: creating a position, potentially, that is assistant to the training manager that will help evolve the current program they have.
1: I have such goosebumps right now, (laughs) dude.
0: I'm so nervous. I don't even care if it doesn't end up with a job promotion or whatever. I don't care if it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't matter. I'm just, like, super proud of myself. What a fucking big deal. For developing this whole pitch and, like, this whole plan, this, like, year-long schedule of evolving the current
1: training that we have. I am so proud of you. That is really, really cool. I'll be thinking of you tomorrow, and I can't wait to hear about it. And that's a really big deal. I know, again, that's why it's, like, it's funny to hear you, like, oh, I told you, like, oh, something that feels small to you but is, like you know, that's still important to you, and you say that to me, and I literally, I'm not exaggerating, I got goosebumps, and that is a huge deal, and that's a really cool thing, and you're, told, like, two people in the world, when you're creating a position, and that's honestly, like, only, like, Pam Halpert is capable of that, (laughs) so, like, I feel like it 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 deserves, (laughs) deserves recognition, oh my gosh, you're you're making me so happy, yes, yeah, she's the best, well, that's the thing, it's like, when you see a need, and you fill it, and that's something that we also talk about as content creators is that a lot of the people that we work with literally created their positions because yeah. we see a need and we fill it. And right. I think maybe that might be, that might contribute to why we don't always feel like we have a label or an identity, but like...
0: Well, I've noticed a lot of it is go with the status quo and wait for an opening. And I just, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to show them that I'm not that person, that I'm uh, I'm way more driven and way more of a go-getter than that. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm willing to do what it takes to be in this next role
1: and that's the thing I think everything that you're saying and everything that you're doing tomorrow shows exactly that it shows that like you're thinking outside of the box the fact that you're going home and you're still thinking about your job it's not like you turn it off like a switch like you have this other thing to present like that's that's a big deal and if I were your employer I would not only like be taking into consideration what you're presenting but I would be taking into consideration the fact that you had the drive to do so Mm -hmm. and I think that's really important especially with us lazy millennials Your turn. Um, so this I feel like is kind of, I don't know, I don't think it's small, but it feels like a step in the right direction for me. I'm really trying to speak out loud the things that I want and that I'm going to go for so that I can make them more of a reality. Mm -hmm. I really want to open a nursery, and um, I that's
0: perfect for
1: you, I think so too. And I don't know if you know her, her name is Mona, she runs the Prickly Pear. I got to meet her just last week, she's absolutely amazing. Um, I got to meet her this last week, but um, I had actually contacted her the week before that on on Instagram, because I'd, like, followed her a long time ago, and I, you know, I obsess about succulents on Instagram all day anyway, <laughs> and um, I had asked her, I was like, I don't know if this is weird, and I don't want it to be, like, co-optive at all, but, like, I would really love to talk to you about, like, how you got where you are and what you do, was, like because exactly what you're doing, like a like, a community event space that I can have a space to like, do things for my community in that is also a nursery where I can, like, take care of the things that I love. Because I love succulents, and I love plants, and she's literally doing exactly what I... Like, it's, like, my... just in her backyard. It's such a cool little greenhouse. Like, it's just this adorable little dream, and um, I talked to her the week before, and then I got to meet her, which was, like, by chance, and it was really great. But then, also, I came home last week, and I... It's not, like, that big of a deal, but I, like, made myself a list of the things that I need to do and a list of the places that I've seen around Sacramento that I want to call about because I've also realized – I do this thing every day where I'm like, well, no, you don't – you haven't – like, you're not willing to commit to a business plan. You haven't written a business plan. Like, don't even bother looking at places. Um, a lot of those places don't even give a shit. Mm-hmm. And if you know what you're talking about and you know what you're going for, I you want are the someone. Business plan. I am the business plan, and I think the big thing is, is like I'm just literally telling myself that to stop myself. Yeah. So I like went online and got the phone numbers of those places, and I haven't called yet because it was the weekend, and I'm usually off Mondays. But um, I like making myself that list is materializes it for me than I more than I have in a really long time. So I was really proud of that. So
0: it's interesting that earlier that you were talking about New Year's resolutions. Mm-hmm. I didn't take you as a New Year's Resolution person, but yeah. i give you an idea. Please. Why don't you make a fourth quarter resolution?
1: Okay, I'll take that. I'm not really a resolution person because I, I like the opportunity, but I really just want to do that every day and be like, all right, this is what I'm going to do now. Mm-hmm. But I will take that fourth quarter suggestion because, okay, so I don't want to admit this out loud, but.
0: <laughs> why, right,
1: so, I, why not do all the podcasts? So why not do all the podcasts for everybody to hear for all the time? Um, last December, my resolution was that I was going to take the month. And I, because my classes, when I was still in my program, were a month long. So I was very set on like, oh, this month, this is what you do, right? And I was very good at finishing things in a month. So I was like, okay, January, business plan. You're done. That's it. And then I was like, oh, I'm still in school. That sucks. Okay. And I was in school until March. So I was like, all right, April, business plan, for sure. And then something came up. Did it in May. Did it in June. Did it in July. Did it in August. Here we are um I don't want to do that and I also think that those other moves that I made were in I'm trying to undo these nine months of procrastination of not having done that business plan and not being any closer to that because I don't want the end of the year to be here and for me to not be any closer to that goal even if it's not the business plan I want to be closer to that goal so why
0: don't you just break up that idea of a business plan into very small bite-sized pieces of the goal
1: do one absolutely what
0: i need to do yeah
1: and i always talk about breaking things into smaller pieces but i hadn't broken down the business plan into smaller pieces which is such a huge piece it's fucking huge dude and then
0: it took me four months to write a business plan yeah four months okay see that's like, what i'm talking at about least three hours a day working on
1: it yeah and that's the thing is i, I care about this so it's, it goes back to that thing of like perfectionist of like i care about it i don't want to fuck it up so i won't even start and it's not that I'm like, oh, that's why I'm consciously not starting. Yeah. It's that I all hesitate and then something else gets in the way. Yeah. So. That's
0: what I've learned is New Year's resolutions, like many people, do not work for me. Mm. Um, I give up pretty quickly. But if I make several goals that I want to achieve throughout the year, small goals, medium goals, and large goals. Yes. So like year-long goals, month goals, week goals. Yes. And then I take those large goals and I break them down into, okay, how would this look month by month? Yeah. And then I can check in every month with those goals. I'm way more successful that way Do you use I am that? like, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to learn, you know,
1: a new language this next year. year. Yeah. And like, okay, how does that look? What the are next the two weeks? Which honestly, like we don't talk about that. It yeah. feels really good to say that, but like Honestly, make that resolution. Fine, make it in December. Yeah. do it for the next year. That's totally I'm gonna, fine. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a list this
0: year. Okay, you can't just go fucking cold turkey on January first. Mm-hmm. You know it's not gonna last. Yeah. How about you work on getting to half what you're smoking now in two months from now? Yeah,
1: and, and then, then after
0: that, half of that, and then wean yourself off after that, or find a subs- you know, a substitute. Yeah. Or
1: make yourself a plan. Maybe, yeah. maybe if you want to like use patches, you want yeah. Like just write fine. down a plan, yeah. and I think maybe I just say that a lot, but like um, another... and put it
0: on your ba- bathroom mirror. Oh, that's a
1: good one. Yeah. I just, I started seeing, um, sometimes I doubt the whole, like, oh, well, I should go back to journaling, and, like, I should write things down, because you're like, well, they happen, I remember. No, you fucking don't. You're not going to remember a week from now or two weeks from now. Also, um, it was, again, it's a meme, but I literally saw this illustration of somebody who just had a thought bubble, and it was just a big tangle of different colors of thread, and they were talking to someone else, I presume, a counselor or something. And I was, I think of this as writing too, but I also thought about this because I was like going to my see my counselor like that same day. But it was a picture of her. To, it like to, turned into a speech bubble above the therapist's head instead, and they were all organized into balls of yarn by color. So they were going from this huge tangled mess into these little loops of organized color. And I just always think of that in the sense that like, your brain is a soup it's always going to feel that way. You can pull up thoughts at random when you want, but like lists really help me say like, okay, this, this is over here. Mm-hmm. All of this other noise in my head, I'm not going to look at. Mm-hmm. These are the things I need to focus on for this.
0: I just did that
1: um, on the plane ride home. Ooh.
0: I broke down the next three months of what I want to, I did like three goals per month. Oh, that's some great. were big, some were small. One was like, Evaluate your closet and, you know, pair down to a 50 item wardrobe, whatever. Okay. You know, something small like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's been something I've been wanting to do for months. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, finish painting the kitchen. I've been putting on off for fucking ever. Yeah. And I can break that down into finish the wall behind the stove on one weekend.
1: Yeah. Like, one wall, boom, done. All right, there you go. Yeah. And then you're going to be like, oh, look, at, I just connect that wall to it. All right, yeah. I'm going to do this wall. Yeah. It really is. The magic of breaking things into smaller pieces is
0: it's. This is why I like double cut pizza.
1: <gasps> oh my God. You're so fucking right. I never think to ask for Dude, it. And the double so... cut
0: pizza is so superior to regular cut pizza.
1: It really fucking Nobody is. Nobody
0: wants your Saffaro ass size pizza. I want those little baby slices that I get at the buffet where I eat 20 and feel like a badass.
1: Honestly, that is true, because I can eat a slice of that in, like, two bites, and I can never do that with pizza, yeah, so. and you can
0: dip it perfectly in the ranch every time.
1: Every fucking time.
0: You are welcome, world.
1: Yeah. Double-cut pizza. <laughs> you know, I think that's a double great- Double-cut
0: pizza, You like? <laughs> I think
1: that, we turned the whole fucking food around. <laughs> I think that's good. a great place to end.
0: Boom, boom,
1: boom. You know what's not an imposter? My fucking love for pizza.
0: Yeah.
1: That could not be more real.
0: I think every time I talk about pizza, I want to eat it.
1: Mm-hmm. I think my mouth might be watering right ever, now.
0: My mouth is watering. All right. And it's not because I have my new slime in. <laughs> um, have you ever made English muffin pizzas? Because that's what I'm making for dinner tonight. and I made those pans before I got here. This is just coincidental.
1: Are you fucking kidding me?
0: Yes. So, English muffin, cut it open, what toast it, and then you put pizza sauce, like the squeeze bottle pizza sauce.
1: There's squeeze bottle pizza sauce? <laughs> Bro, <laughs> where- Oh my god! I just fucking spiked this. <laughs> you squeeze pizza. Oh up. my god! It's So
0: good, and then a little mozzarella cheese. No, it wasn't, it wasn't and you mozzarella. Either put it in the oven, or put it in your toaster oven, or just microwave
1: it. I'm fucking dying over here, dude. Oh, it's so good. That sounds delicious. So I'm doing that. Okay, that sounds great. What a great! I hope everybody's hungry now. My brother used to make those for me when I was little. Oh, it's very nostalgic. So
0: sweet. Yes. Anyway.
1: Alright. We love you.
0: Yeah, we do love you guys. Thank you for listening. Even if Sorry you're... we've been gone for so long, but we're good now. We're getting back on track. Yeah. No more vacations. No more me. vacations.
1: <laughs> we'll see you soon, guys. Yes, Love you, bye.